Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Welcome to show 83, Herb Lab with Medicine Making. This week, we talk about our awesome discussion with Thomas Easley and how we made some medicine this week using percolation from his book, The Modern Herbal Dispensatory. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism Radio. We had a ball this week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we had a bottle we had, this week. We had quite the bottle. Bottle. Yep. I think I might have to include a little video of us making our yes. percolation bottle. We should, because there was flames and everything. It was great. We had so many different trials. Yep. We, we did it multiple times. We did. So for our, our dis- discovery was that neither of us had access to a percolator. And in, in Thomas Easley's A Modern Herbal Dispensatory, A Medicine-Making Guide, he's got all these cool different ways of making medicine. Neither cancer or I are strangers to making tincture. Right. We've made salves. We've made glycerides, blah, 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 blah. But And I have used a percolator machine, percolator, percolator machine mm-hmm. to make medicine, but it's never been mine. It's always right. been somebody else's. So we thought, oh, well, let's let's see if we can get one borrowed. And unfortunately, I that couldn't get one in work. time. Yeah, that, that didn't work out. So then we're like, okay, we'll just make it ourselves. We'll just cut the end off of a bottle. Yeah, Patrick had a brilliant idea he found on some website. They're all over the place. About using a string to cut a glass bottle. That's well, right. That's right. pretty so hilarious. You, you, think that, <laughs> you think that it's just be one string. We tried and, that. It didn't work. It, it didn't, didn't work. work. Yes. And then we tried a couple strings. That didn't work. Yep. You need and to then, wrap that string around like 20 times. So by the time we got done with it, it was almost like a, a nylon rope. We probably could have gotten like an eighth inch, you know, cotton uh, rope and yep. then tied that and soaked that in the alcohol. And we used different types of alcohol. We were experimenters. We used acetone. We used rubbing alcohol. Yeah. We used lighter fluid. Lighter, lighter fluid. fluid. Right. We almost went for the gasoline. What was that yeah. little stuff that was the gel-like stuff? Was that the lighter fluid? You mean the in the yellow jar? Yeah, in the yellow jar. Yeah, it was lighter fluid. It was like this gel-like lighter fluid that they kind of got on their hands and worried me. It was delicious. No, no, don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> just kidding. But we tried a whole bunch of different things. We found that here's something that some people may not know. The internet is full of lies. Yes, yeah, there, lies, there's some, lies. some inaccurate procedures out there. Yes, that didn't work so well. No, yeah, and missing a few vital tips like temperature differentiation is really important. That's the whole point. So yes. as soon as yeah. you get your your bottle and you've lit your string and it's all blackened on the edges and everything like it's supposed to be, and yeah, the, the bottle just, itself just gone out. Like immediately when it goes out, not look at it for several seconds and think about is this gone out? What do I do now? No, when it's gone out, you dunk it into your sink full of ice, ice water, not just water, not just cold water. Ice, ice water. Ice water. Yes, that was the trick. And then I did some more research after that, and and found this guy who's a he's into science. Sciencey guy, a scientist for those that are in the know. Uh, he said, <laughs> "What you're basically doing there is you're using heat to break it. Yeah, and you're not. You are probably not going to get a good, good. You're going to lose like fifty to sixty percent of your bottles that you do it that way. Yeah, 
Yeah, you're heat stressing did, it. You're we heat did two stressing of them, it. Two bottles, and one of them worked mostly, and the other one did not work at all. Yeah. Like it was, it worked, but it was too much, too jagged of an edge. Way too to jagged use. with cracks and everything. So he's like heat yeah. stress. Yes, that's a way of doing it. But he showed us, he showed us the world, us of the internet. He uh, took a bottle cutter and he just cut a thin, not not too not too deep, just a thin line around the bottle evenly, mm-hmm. and then he poured hot boiling water carefully over it and then put it in the uh, very, very cold water. So it, it snapped on the line. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I wish we had thought about that. Yeah, we you, didn't. You can make we bottle cutters and mm-hmm. you can also get a glass cutter and put it on a like roll of tape and put the bottle there mm-hmm. and then etch the glass. Yeah. And then. Yeah, we might it. need to do that. So the next time we do it. Well, the other thing that that does is the break is cleaner mm-hmm. and it's a uniform ring. Yeah. See, yeah. we have a little bit of a... Ours is a little, slightly it's jagged. A jagged. <laughs> it's, it's a little, a little scary jagged. to do the washing up afterward. It oh. was a little scary. Was it? A little bit. It was super fun, though. <laughs> it was fun. Because <laughs> we had flame. Yeah. I love flame. You guys definitely had some pretty good flame flames. On. I was yeah. a little bit worried about the kitchen curtains for a while there, but we were okay. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And then when you guys said, don't put your finger on it, Sue. I'm like, oh, Put my finger on it? Yes, I will. Yeah. Yeah, you'll notice Sue does a lot of waving her fingers very near the flames. That was really... It was awesome. I love it. I love it. We had to remind her that we were not the ones that attended the day-long seminar on, on wound care. care. Yeah. So, Sorry. you know. Sorry. I can use the other hand. So, but, yes, that was fun. And we, we got the percolation going. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. Easy. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, just did the measurements as per the modern herbal dispensatory instructions mm-hmm. let it soak in a little container with the alcohol and the already ground herb and then stuffed it in the bottle the next day after putting in the yeah the filter the filter and the the cotton yeah he tells you to use either a filter like a coffee filter that's mm-hmm. well cut or a couple of cotton balls right and, and we used, used both both Oh, that's what was in that bottle. I was like, what? Yeah. Why is this? There's two. She used both. I'm like, we don't need both. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got it though, okay, right? Sue. You're welcome. <laughs> so then uh, we, you put, you cut the cork in half, right? Well, Patrick, I'm pretty sure Patrick. I, well, I was using the a bleeder valve versus a needle valve. And right. I did that because, well, the, the bleeder, bleeder valve, valve is $3 and the needle valve is 13 yeah. No. So I decided that, price that right. That would yeah. be, that's why I did it that way. Um, so my thought in my head was, well, I'll put the bleeder valve in the cork, the rubber cork with the hole. The mm-hmm. rubber and, stopper. Right. And mm-hmm. we'll put that rubber stopper in the bottle. Yep. But what ended up happening is the bottom part of the, of the rubber stopper um, constricted like it's supposed to, but it opened up the top. And that's where the bleeder valve was. So it was never going to seal. Oh. So I was like, well, okay. So if I cut the rubber stopper in half and put the bleeder valve there and then press that in, then right. I'll get the seal in. Then the bottle itself mm-hmm. is helping. Push well, yeah, it. that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was working good with just water. It didn't leak. And then mm-hmm. somebody tightened it a little bit too much, perhaps. We're not sure. And then it stood upside down for. Quite a few hours. It did. And alcohol is a thinner liquid than water. So we're fairly certain it, like the alcohol either found its way along the threads, perhaps. I should have put more cotton in that paper filter. Yeah, we could have had more filter. 
More filter no. in there. <laughs> so if we do it again, I'm going to put plumber's tape, if? which is a Teflon tape when? around the threads. Uh-huh. When? And that might offer, um, instead of the, the little threads, that the alcohol could work its way through. Oh. This would yeah. be more of a solid piece that's, you know, so it's solid rubber against Teflon. Right. Yeah. Okay. That and makes sense. That yeah. might be the solution. Yeah, because be. the tightening it too tight actually probably wasn't the real reason yeah. that it leaked. <laughs> but it, it we worked, like leak or not, it worked great. It did work. It, it worked good really tincture. Well. I mean, we're not talking yeah. about like a gusher. It was just a drip. Yeah, it was dripping yeah. slowly, yeah. really yeah. slowly. And Candace's solution to that was, oh, we'll just pour it from the bottom back to the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was supposed is- to stand for 24 hours, uh-huh. 12 to 24 hours, I think it was, or maybe it was 24. Either way, it stood for 24 hours. And at the end of the 24 hours, you're supposed to open up the valve just enough to get a very slow drip. Right. And I already had a bunch. You already had a slow drip. Yeah, right. I already had a bunch that I collected at the bottom. So I just dumped it in the top. I figured, well. There you go. We're following okay. directions. Yeah. Should be close enough. And it was dark when I I, yeah. I kind of experimented a little bit before I left because we were doing it at Pat and Candace's house. And it was starting to get dark, I think. Yeah. And so I left and had tried it and it was already dark. Yeah. It was already dark, like the kind of tincture that you would get on, you would purchase. Yeah. It was a strong, nice, strong, dark tincture. Yeah. And then the resulting percolate, I mean, Thomas Easley was not telling us any lies. Mm -hmm. It was dark tincture. Mm -hmm. It was very, very dark. It was. And then I followed the next step that he has the, you do the whole percolation part, which we did. That was Mm -hmm. how we did it. And I set that aside. And then the next thing you can do if you want, but you don't have to, he calls repercolation or dual percolation. Hmm. And he talks a little bit about how that can also mean taking the tincture part that you did, you already took off and running that through a second time to get a stronger oh, right. finish. Yeah, sure. But that aside, if you're not doing that, Put that stuff aside so your alcohol-based tincture is set aside, and then you can run water through it. You know, normally I squeeze the heck out of those. I know, me too. The mark to get as much liquid to out get of it, it like you're when you're done. Yeah. It's practically sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's no way to do that with the percolation method. So the solution to that is to run warm water or boiled water, so clean water through the same stuff until mm-hmm. what comes out is clear and right. tasteless. Yeah. So I did that. I ended up with two and a half cups of liquid that was actually quite dark mm-hmm. to start with. And then I put that into my little crock pot, the slow dip one. Right. The, the, ti- yeah, yeah, the, the little tiny one. one. The I cute left, one. Yeah, the cute little one. I left the, li- the lid off of it and I just left that in there overnight to slowly cook down. And um, according to his instructions, you cook it down by 90%. So it is actually still cooking down at this point. Cause and it's getting darker all the time. Yeah, and it's getting darker, and it's down to about three ounces or so. It's like making apple butter, but with tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really it's pretty intense for yeah. you know being essentially a, a second infusion, I right? You'd say. I mean, and I tried to drop on my tongue, and I could feel because we used echinacea. So the nice thing about using echinacea is when you you can test it to see how potent it is by just tasting a drop, and if it starts getting that little pokey, prickly taste, numbing taste on your tongue, then you've got some good quality stuff. And we were just using, we weren't even using rut. 
We no, were using the herb. Yeah, this is just the leaves. Just the, the leaves. Yeah. 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 So I, I could feel some, not a drop. It's like you sat there for a minute like, ah, I start to feel that little numbing, slightly numbing feeling. Yeah. The tingling feeling. Oh, yeah. That's pretty darn good for, for that is really good. TTT. So yeah. according to his instructions, you take that liquid part, that 10% of the liquid, the, mm-hmm. the boiled down liquid, and add that back to the tincture. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided if I'm doing that because one of the things I wonder about is the original tincture was vodka, 100 proof. So that means it's 50% alcohol. Already, yeah. And I have a volume of about four and a half ounces of tincture. Right. So if I add two more ounces of water, essentially water, you know, water with constituents. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to affect my alcohol level, whether my alcohol will be strong enough. I think that's going to make it pretty watery. You know my vote. Sure. Yeah, you're already talking. You've been like looking up, researching how to, like, what are the glycerin to make glycerin? How do I want you? Okay, boil it down to this far and then add this much glycerin. It'll be simple. You just, all right, you've already got it going. You just Uh wait till it's like three ounces. Right now it's at four ounces. You wait till it's, it's cooked down to three ounces and then add seven ounces of your glycerin. Mm-hmm. Stir it up, let it heat, bingo, you're done. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm that's my vote. Yeah, I know. I know that's your vote. Yeah, that's my vote for something that you're going to do with your own stuff. So that's, yep, just to let you know, there just it is. let me know. <laughs> so I'll have to figure out which way I'm going to go. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Well, if you but want I my advice. Know. Oh, did we already talk about that? Yeah. yeah. I do know that I am, he said, if I do this again, I am doing this again. Yeah. And I've got chamomile too. So I'm going to do this with chamomile and see how that goes. Oh, I've yeah. I've never made a chamomile tincture of any sort before. Yeah. Oh, it's not something that I personally use a lot of because I'm allergic to the daisy family. So chamomile is, oh, can cause some, some yeah. mild issues. Echinacea is another one that I generally don't really use, but mm-hmm. I figured, yeah, other people do. It'll yeah. be fun. Huh. <laughs> It'll be fun. I also have some tinctures in my cupboard of which I have a larger volume. And I thought, huh, I could take some of those tinctures and get fresh plant material or fresh dried plant material and percolate an already made tincture through yes. to really give it a lot of strength. I have, I have done that before with the traditional method of making tinctures, you know, in the yeah. mason jar version and have uh, actually one of my, my fondest pieces as I took tincture uh nettle tincture and then added um motherwort to it oh and made a really nice combination of that one and that's been really great for dealing with people that get anxiety yeah you know because it helps the anxiety that goes to palpitations yeah yeah, because it's nutritive. For, yeah. yeah, the the nettle part is the nutritive, and then metal part, and then the motherwort part is for the palpitations. Mm-hmm. And it, I've been sending that to people in the clinic, and it's been really helpful. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I'm all excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know that you know you're not going to have as much osmotic value with your tinctures because you already got an alcohol that's bound to things. I, I get that, but. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not like you're not doing nothing. It's it's effective. Right. You you still right. you still got alcohol in there. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, thank you, Thomas, for these great ideas. Yeah. yeah. He was such a delightful interview. He was. I really enjoyed chatting with him. Yeah. He's got a really good attitude and he's got a curious mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. And 
Yeah, it was a it was a good one. I enjoyed talking with him. And that voice, oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> radio sure, announcer voice. I'm sure he's yeah. I'm sure he's heard it a thousand times. But he's got a really nice radio voice. Yes, he does. Yeah, and the idea of turning a camp, which I also being a camp counselor back in my wicked youth, I have all these great memories of camp. Right. You know, you're out in the woods and. And I was a camper a few times, but having the kids come through week after week, get a new batch of kids. And it was always just so much fun. And, you know, it was, it was a great way to spend a summer. Nice. So that's summer jobs. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like he's got quite a wonderful school out there. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to go to Low Gap. Yeah. Go visit Low Gap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded beautiful. All the plants yeah. that he's got growing and yeah. just the difference. For him to go in from kind of a sandy shore with a bunch of pines to side of a mountain. Right. Yeah. That's a huge difference. It is. He's going to have to relearn a lot of his herbs. It's just so different when you see we buying herbs as opposed to growing them and, and different to see them growing in their natural habitat. Yeah. You really learn a lot about those plants. and. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about the area we live in because the desert is accessible. I mean, it's high True. desert, but it's yeah. accessible. Yeah. The mountains are accessible. The ocean's accessible. Everything's right here. And the lush valley is here. So we have such a wide variety of climates, yeah. which gives us an incredible amount of plants. Yes. Yeah, our, our problem is uh, focusing. Yeah, it is kind of. Here we are at a it? buffet. Yeah. yeah, it's like constant all over the place. Yeah, why would we go for the mashed potatoes when we've got a whole bunch of other things out there? But yeah, mm-hmm. I really, I really appreciated talking with him and hearing about how he's. He was just like, "We need it. We don't have the money. Let's just let's go for this. Let's figure it out." No yeah, kind of gutsiness. Right. What uh, a risk! Yeah, it is a risk. I tend to be a little more cautious. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've done a lot of crazy things <laughs> yeah let's just try it feels right let's go for it hunter creation is a full service graphic design studio they offer design for print like business cards brochures and large format banners they also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted wordpress sites e-commerce and single splash pages to top it all off they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information. Thomas Easley was such a great interview, and he was such a gentleman that he even agreed to help us with our Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back and going to do a little informational interview more in depth about a a topic. We're not going to spill the beans on it yet, but for people that have already signed up as Herbal Nerd Society members – then that's something that you can look forward to is more in-depth, more nerdy, more herbally. I love doing this stuff for the Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah. It is so fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and boy, every time we look into it, yeah, I feel like I'm doing far more research. Like, oh, I can cover this. I'm like, oh, wait, now I've got questions. <laughs> oh, it's good for me too. But we're all over the internet for folks that are interested in contacting us. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Pinterest and you can find us on Twitter. And of course, please remember, look at our website. You can see links and you can find our show notes and you can find recipes and uh, pictures 
mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff that we do. If you have time, take take a moment today to go over to iTunes or whichever pod host podcast hosting streaming service, service you, you use, use yeah. and give us a good review. Yes, you know, that would be good. Tell we, folks how amazing we are and how amazing Thomas was. Oh, that he was, was awesome. Great. Yes. So we also have books. We have ebooks mm-hmm. that are out there, and you'll see those uh, links on our website as well. It's easy to go through, and they're they're ebooks, so they're very inexpensive, you know. But very as usual, as per the practical list, they're packed with information. We try to give you a lot of bang for your buck. Indeed, yeah, and you know you can give us reviews on those too. You right. can. And we those, love positive reviews. I get excited about positive reviews. And those, well, who doesn't? I get know? really yeah, but how many people jump up and down? Well, Did you actually physically jump up and down? I do. Oh, wow. Well, if it's a, <laughs> That's if, adorable. If it's a, a four-star review, it's more of a, you know, kind of a tossle. But if it's a five-star review, full-on oh. jump and down. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've even done the whole Wallace and Gromit screen review. Oh, yeah. My hands waving. And, yeah. Cute. And I've also done the, uh, you know, the running in place thingy, like the Rocky running in place. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. But it's got to be five stars. And, five stars. And if we and get a get new five squeeze. star and, and that happens, I'll get my camera out and then I'll film cams doing it when I tell her, hey, we got a five star review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, good. Now it's time for Herbal 101. It's your chance to ask Sue and Candace a herbal question. And if we read your question on the air, you get a free herbal nutrition for natural nutrition book free from the practical herbalist. Today's question comes from Erica F. Erica asks, I need advice on finding an herb or bark for burning incense. The original recipe calls for winter's bark, and I read it can be also known as canelo, and maybe that's a cinnamon bark. This herb has to be mixed with different essential oils and then burned. Can you tell me the name of a good herb or herb bark? I would be much appreciative. Thanks. That's that's all on you, Candice, because you are our incense maker. Well, there's two pieces sure. to that that are important. First of all is what is your intent with this incense? Are you looking to make it for like a magical purpose? Mm-hmm. Are you making it for the enjoyment of the scent? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's an important piece in deciding what you would use for your substitute. Yeah. In the case of winter's bark, cinnamon has often been used as a substitute for many of the medicinal um, uses. Mm-hmm. And winter's bark, which I have not worked with personally, but from what I've read about it, it has a very spicy scent to it. So it would like be a cinnamony like yeah. scent. Yeah. yeah. So it would probably create a similar scent in your blend as a cinnamon. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for magical intent, then cinnamon could potentially be a good um, good substitute. For me, I usually use cinnamon in things that are more like fertility, love, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking to draw more money and that type of fertility, things that are really root chakra issues, ginger, oh. ginger is a good fiery mover. You use ginger in a in a incense. You use yes. like cut and sift, dried ginger gin- root usually. Maybe dried, obviously, yeah. Because you know, the, the, if it's white, it won't just really be sitting burn. there with a match all day. If yeah. it's fresh, but exactly. Wow, yeah. I've never, I've yeah. never heard of that before. Yeah. How does that smell? Does it smell like ginger? Um, it's got a warm scent to it. Huh. I mean, it blends with everything else, so you know. All right. I mean, it's if I remember correctly, ginger tends to be a little bit on the smokier side. 
the essential huh. oils will be a little bit smokier. Uh-huh. So if what you're really needing to do is move energy, and that's what that component of your incense is about, you might consider cedar wood as a substitute. Because cedar wood does a really good job of moving energy between heaven and earth. So, Oh, okay, okay, you know, okay. Wait, moving energy between heaven and earth. Yeah. It help, help, helps you. So that's like if you're <laughs> if you're trying to manifest something that you need really a lot of it's it's like the connection between the sky and the ground like your vision of something yeah, that vision, you want yeah okay um, people burn cedar wood to help carry their thoughts and intentions to the to actualize them. Well, to carry their intentions to the spirit world, so that it makes the bridges oh. the gap between us here in human form and you know spirits, gods, oh. angels, Whoa. you okay. know the ephemeral. So cedar wood is really good at moving that and moving that well, particularly if the motion you need is from here to there, mm-hmm. as opposed to from there to here, like a telephone, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, so cedar wood is good for lightning and moving. And that so, I know that's got I've smelled that in incense and that smells really nice. It is. It's resinous. It's yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And I've used both the tips and the bark and I have at times used the essential oil mm-hmm. for cedar wood for all, you know, for the same purpose. Like smudging. Yeah. I've used this the tips uh, bound together for smudging. Yep. And that was that was nice smelling. Yeah. 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 The other one that you can use, and I would only really myself use this if I was doing it outside, is cayenne. If you really need to move some energy fast, and it is a clearing blend. You're trying to clear out. You want to clear a room. Yeah. Well, and if you want to clear out, (laughs) you're getting rid of the whatever, like spring cleaning. You're getting rid of that which wasn't working. You really need to move it. You need to move it now. Or Uh you've got energy in your life that is so toxic stuck and toxic uh-huh. and or just even just so stuck that it is not moving no matter what you do cayenne can really help move that and move it fast it's not going to be burning your eyes it will be i would only use it outside because it will be potentially quite spicy <laughs> quite so, spicy yeah if you you know, want to do crowd control then you yeah, would use, yeah like yeah. mace yeah so you would just use a little bit of that Very in a formula, tiny, like a sprinkle yeah. of dry would, yeah. in a formula. Yeah. So if I'm making incense for one evening's worth of work, the amount of cayenne I'm using is a very tiny pinch. Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot of cayenne to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get away with four or five cayenne seeds and a little bit of the dried rind, and grinding that in if you're grinding from whole. Mm-hmm. And if you've already got powdered cayenne, you could use just a little, very, very tiny pinch with that. Is that good on steak? I know some of the herbs that uh, they need to be combined with things because they don't stay smoldering. They take a lot of work. Have, have you run into that before? I haven't done enough cayenne in any given one. I, I would be unlikely to do enough cayenne so, to so leave it smoldering. Okay. Yeah, if anything, I would put sprinkle cayenne into a candle flame. That's oh. how I might use it, you know, to be careful because I don't want I don't want my family to go. They get upset enough when I'm cooking Indian food. Uh, right. You know, and that's, you know, not there even you burning it. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> so. That's true. So I know if I'm using bark, if I'm putting a kind of a bark in there, then it'll stay burning for a while. Yeah. You know, especially if it's not fully dried, if it still has some resins in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Having bark, it helps it last longer. I mean, I've done incenses that are all leaf and flower mm-hmm. and they do go really fast. Quickly. Yeah. yeah. So it depends on what your working is. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. making incense that you're going to be applying to like joss sticks and then, or not joss sticks, um, punk sticks mm-hmm. and then, you know, burning it maybe daily. Right. And we have while. recipes for stuff like that on yeah. like how to's and how to do your own incense sticks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's good to know. That's, that, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you, sometimes we just think of a question and then realize it goes a lot deeper than the question originally mm-hmm. intended. Yeah. So, Erica, I hope that you have found a good substitute. And I hope that you've got a good substitute and you've gotten the results you're looking for. But if not, you know. Some ideas. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Candice. Yep. And now for a new part of our show, uh, Chick Chat with Sue and Candice. All about chickens. <laughs> and every episode will open with giggling giggling and bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. yeah so what did you do you got your chickens you're getting used to them and you because you are the crafty gal you candace what'd you do this time oh i've got a new one now you guys i'm preparing for summer already right oh god you're sick because summer <laughs> is coming and we're brewing now yes and when you brew you use large quantities of grain yeah, so it's like, what did you use? About 10 pounds, roughly, of grain total? Last, the last recipe is about For 8 to 10. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you have about, about Wait, 10 what pounds What kind of, of beer grain. were you making? You're making something fancy, too. No, it's just a dry Irish stout. Oh, just a dry Irish stout. <laughs> yes, that's not fancy. It's no. actually not. <laughs> so so we use all grain brewing. So the yep. first step is you make the malt, and you have you have a, lot, a of grain. lot of grain. And you fill it with water, and you, you know, make the wort, and you drain off all the water, and you're ending up with this grain like if you got a five gallon bucket Mm -hmm. what's a lot look like is it full is it half it's like half full on a five gallon bucket i can tell you because that's what i had to work with okay and the chickens don't mind it they're not as thrilled with it as i might have hoped but i mix in a little bit of seed with it and and i Ah, feed it to them yeah but i only have four chickens right right four right they can't go through that much grain in more than a week and within a week it'll be moldy right and summer's coming and I thought, well, what better way to give my chickens something to do on a really hot day than to make malted ice balls? <laughs> of course. <laughs> that would be the first thing I would think of. Like, how can I make an icicle of malt, a malticle for my chickens? Yes, I've got all these plastic containers. <laughs> so I thought, oh, well, this is what I'll do. <laughs> So I got a big bowl and I put a bunch of the, the spent grain in there, this malted brewing malt. Okay. And then I added, I thought, well, they're not going to want to eat just this. No. They're probably going to want some goodies in there. So I have some of those dried mealworms. So I put oh. some of those in there. And then I put a little bit of the regular scratch that they get in there. So in one malted ball, they're probably going to get about eight ounces. It's an eight ounce container, you know, the little eight ounce sour cream containers right i think okay. those are eight ounces right yeah so it's yeah. an eight ounce eight or 16 yeah. yeah whatever that little that size container in that one they're probably going to get a couple tablespoons worth of not malt you know adjunct of the scratch grains mm-hmm. and so you know to give you an idea so it's not like there are tons of proteins in there it's a extra, diversity but, of, of things yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then i thought well what else is good for them in the summer because i'm going to need a little extra dampness to keep this holding together so it becomes more of an ice ball rather mm-hmm. 
falls apart right away. Mm -hmm. So I added a little bit of raw cider vinegar. So I thought that probably is good for balancing their systems in the Mm -hmm. summer. And then I added some water and then I packed it in those containers really tight and I marked it. Um, ice boards. <laughs> you marked it ice bowls, didn't I think, you? I think I marked it malt, hen malt. Hen malt. Okay. Hen malt. Right. Or no, I marked it malt snack. And did you add more yeah. water than what I, was already in the grain? I added a little bit more, yeah. Okay. Because there wasn't that much left in the bottom. So there. Well, in, that, in, that, in that particular brew, we had to get more liquid, more wort out of it. And I pressed down to pull as much out of it as I could. I, I didn't know at the time she was going to be oh. using it. Well, who knew? Who knew? She didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, I'm excited. So. I'm excited to see how well they do with that first hot day. Pull yeah. that baby out. They like chipping away at, like, I've given them frozen spin or frozen spinach, frozen zucchini that had got an ice burn on it yeah. in the middle of summer. And they, and they were they liked okay that. With that. They pecked, and that helped them go from panting. Nice. To just so relax. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like a popsicle for your chicken. Yeah. I figured I can put out one, even two of them, and it'll be okay. Sure. You don't want them to have their own individual stick? Like you didn't put no, popsicle stick I didn't. in it. I thought about the sticks, but then I thought they probably wouldn't pick them up. Yeah. They'll probably may, prefer to chase them around. Maybe sit on them. Maybe sit on them. If you yeah. have, Are you going to make sunbonnets for them next? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> next, <laughs> next chick jet. So... For all of the uh, Herbal Nerd Society listeners, the um, Chicken Resources page is up, and you can go to the, um, the Practical Herbalist and type in um, Urban Chicken Resources, and you'll see a couple podcasts and all the books we review right. and some of the other stuff there as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's excellent recipes there. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so that's this episode of Chick Chat.